some yellow cards, a couple issued to both clubs. But other than that, a back and forth championship final so far as we are just one minute into this second half of this championship final. If it stays at nil-nil, or even if both teams score 1-1, as Croatia has a chance in the box now, but Paul back in, shot, scores! Oscar Cordon! This game is over from Warrior Field in Waterloo, Ontario, the home of the University of Waterloo Warriors. The final whistle has been blown, and Toronto, Croatia are your 2015 Canadian Soccer League First Division champions. Turned over though, another chance. Whiteman the delivery, and it's a cracking strike from the Vaughn striker, and he equalizes here in the 39th minute. The leading scorer, Jarek Whiteman, adds to his tally, and that's number 18, and equalizes this match. It's one all. Amato. Up. Can Whiteman counter? He can. Whiteman, he wins the ball. He's on a breakaway here. The strike! Into the corner it goes, and the Azzurri's leading scorer gets the equalizer once again. And it's all tied up 2-2 two to two in the 57th minute. Jarek Whiteman with number 19 on the season and his second of the match. The Chiara now with the delivery. Back post. The header back in. Yazuri with a chance. It's a box and in the back of it. And it's number three for Jarek Whiteman. The hat trick converted. 3-2 in the 60th minute. You're watching and listening to Mamma Mia. This is Fire Talk Footy Edition with Nicholas Fiore. Welcome back everybody to Mamma Mia. This is Fire Talk. I'm Nicholas Fiore, the host of the show, the new sports uh, podcast. And joining me, a special guest on this edition of Footy Talk, episode number three of Footy Edition, is Lucas Cavallini. Lucas, thanks for joining. I appreciate it, man. No, thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure being here. Absolutely. And uh, Lucas Cavallini, obviously, guys, if you don't know, the Canadian national team, a uh, striker on the Canadian national men's team um, for Canada and obviously for the Vancouver Whitecaps as well um, in the Major League Soccer in MLS. But uh, before you you came to the MLS, Lucas, you know, you're, you're from here, obviously, but you, you went to Uruguay and you went to Uruguay uh, pretty early in your youth and you don't see a lot of people doing that, but I think you went uh, over there or you went overseas with your, your friend, Jonathan Osorio as well. And you kind of found like a, a, a stepping stone or, or a place that you kind of felt at home with Nacional. And obviously, you know, that was a route that you wanted to take at a young age. Was there a decision where, okay, you could have maybe played in, I don't know, Woodbridge Soccer Club or, or SC Toronto or something like that. But was there a case where, no, I wanted to go over there and, and see what I can do in Uruguay? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, back in the day when we were younger, there was not a lot of opportunities to make it pro like there is now. Now you have uh, the MLS teams coming up, producing players, which is good. Uh, I mean, it's good for the younger guys. They didn't have to do the sacrifices we made, um, especially, as you said, me and Osorio. Uh, went to uh, went in search for for to chase our dreams, which was to be professional soccer players. And uh, I mean, 
my idea was always to go to South America, whether it was Argentina, uh, Uruguay, anywhere, Brazil even. Um, the thing is, the idea for me was always, I think that the South American culture for football is is the developing aspect is is something like that I admire, that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to learn. So, because basically my idea was eventually to, to cross, to, I mean, South America produces a lot of players to, to go abroad, uh, Europe, uh, Mexico, you know, anywhere basically. But like, it's like a good hotspot for, for scouts to come and uh, look for players and bring them uh, overseas. So that was my idea of looking at it as well. As well. Um, I mean, at first I just wanted to learn and obviously make it pro before I got to that step. And I mean, I never re regret anything I did. Uh, at first it was tough for us, you know, uh, not used to the lifestyle, you know, uh, living in Toronto, you know, first world country, going to something that we weren't used to. But I mean, we did anything that was necessary in order to to chase uh, what we wanted to accomplish. So, I mean, it didn't matter uh, for us. And absolutely. And for the most part, right? I mean, I mean, look where you are now, right? I mean, it's not a, I don't think you regret the uh, the decision of, of doing what you did. I mean, yes, it was probably tough at first, but I mean, you know, you're, you're on the Canadian men's national team. I mean, you're, you're, you're playing in the MLS with Vancouver right back in Canada. So, it, was it a tough decision, though, to, to make, like, okay, at a young age, like, going and living in Uruguay as well as playing there? No, honestly. Uh, honestly, for me, it was something I was excited to do. And at a young age, especially 16, I mean, yeah, I just, at that age, I just didn't care, you know. It was just like, as a kid. I just kid, wanted to make it. I just wanted to make it, exactly, you know. And the story as well, and we, have, we just had that, those big aspects to make it pro there. And obviously that's when we started getting hype from, I mean, that's when we started going to the U20 national team. And then from there, now we're here with the men's national team. So, uh, I mean, every step helped us to get to where we are now. So uh, I'm excited. I'm, well, I was happy with my decision and you know, I was just always excited to get to South America. If, uh, if people don't know, um, you know, your journey, you started with Nacional in your youth, but then you, I guess you could say graduated to the to the first team, right? With Nacional de Montevideo in Uruguay, four games played with them, and then but then you got sent on loan to Juventud uh, in Uruguay, twenty five games, ten goals, and then loan again to Phoenix, <laughs> where you were forty games played and sixteen goals, and then they signed you in in Phoenix. There, did you feel like with thirty seven games in that season, twelve goals, uh, 2015-2016 campaign? Did you feel like you kind of felt like a home uh, with Phoenix there in, in Uruguay where you were on loan for a couple seasons and then they signed you uh, for one, one full year? Yeah. I mean, my idea was just to play. Right. So it didn't matter where I was. I just, as a young player, I needed to play. I think I was like 21 at the time and I was like top scorer of the, of the season uh, playing in a, not, not a high team that is Nacional or Peñarol, but you know, uh, showcasing my skills still with the with the sights to eventually get go abroad and I, I had a few opportunities to go to Europe at the time but uh for personal reasons I didn't end up accepting and yeah I mean uh, things happen for reasons so yeah. whatever I, I'm, I'm, it's okay as I said I don't regret any decisions 
and you know I'm happy with what I'm doing now in my life and uh, everything is everything happens for reasons as I said so. absolutely and and as you mentioned Peñarol and and you ended up going to that team in the 2017-2018 season 16 games played uh, six goals there talk about that uh, the rivalry with Peñarol the the derby as you would say with their uh, with their rivals I hear that that is insane in uh, in Uruguay yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe after Boca River Clásico is probably going to be Peñarol Nacional. The atmosphere is is similar. I mean, it, obviously Boca River is, is much bigger for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the decision to go to Peñarol coming from Nacional is not something you see every day. So for me, uh, I had to take it. I had to take the. I had to take uh, what do you call it? the the the. The critics, the critiques on yeah. the street when I was, uh, you know, just doing my business on the like walking around, whatever, you know, you take everything every once in a while you hear something. But I mean, I didn't care. I didn't care. I mean, I'm a professional and I do what I have to do. And obviously at that time I was upset with Nacional because they didn't behave well with me uh, contract wise because I at the time I wanted to stay there more. And uh, uh yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't remember much, but yeah, the decision to when my agent called me to go to Peñarol, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. For oh, sure. yeah. 100%, anything, right? 100%. Anything, anything to get these guys upset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, anything and, for the fans to, for the other fans to hate me more. <laughs> hey, why not? You know, you always see the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The villain. There's always a villain, it yeah. seems like, in, in football, right? I mean, you know, you don't even in, or even in hockey, like uh, when John Tavares left the New York Islanders and came to the Leafs, he ended up being a villain in New York. Like it just you always get that that villain side of things. Right. Uh, yeah. but, I, but I know for sure. I know you rel you relished in it for sure. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm here now. I'm going to score some goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, moving, moving on though, with, uh, after Peñarol, you went to Mexico, um, and you're with Pep Puebla for on loan at first 25 games, 13 goals, and then 50 games, uh, 16 goals in the 2018, 2019 campaign where you signed. What, what was the decision like, you know, leaving another country, so leaving Uruguay and now going to Mexico for a different opportunity? Oh man. I mean, Going to Mexico was the best decision of my life, I think. Uh, Football-wise, incredible. I mean, I don't know if people really realize how good Mexico is or it's really underrated, but, I mean, everything. You know, a lot of passion, atmosphere, amazing. Uh, fans, crazy as well. Uh, you know, everybody breathes, breathes football there, just like South America. So, for me, I mean, I loved it on the pitch and off the pitch as well, and my family as well. And I mean, we do miss it. Eventually one day I would like to return, but who knows when that, that will that will be. But I mean, my experience there was amazing. Like right when I got there, I had a great season because I knew I knew I had to prove something because it, it was I was kind of rusty at the time. And like, I was like, yeah, I need to show something here. Uh, and eventually I had a really good season. First season I arrived. Like, boom, focused and right off the bat. I mean, the club was really impressed with me. The fans, uh, the city of Puebla, man, well, 
you can't, I can't go out there. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I only, I only can imagine, especially in Mexico, right? I mean, my grandparents have a condo in a place in, in Acapulco, Mexico. I'm like, I see the life there and it's crazy over there too, you know, but I mean, in Puebla, you know, with the, with the city, with the team, I can't imagine. Uh, but then you, you know, Lucas, you, you, you kind of, you, you came back to Canada. I mean, there was an opportunity. Um, Vancouver signed you with a record breaking uh, club transfer personally for the Whitecaps and 18 games so far, six goals with Vancouver, obviously uh, interrupted COVID season last year, of course. Um, talk about your decision uh, coming to Vancouver and what led you to say, okay, I'm going to come back to Canada and join the Whitecaps. Um, you know, at that time, after the Gold Cup, I was about to go to Cruz Azul, and it ended up uh, failing the transfer win the, in the transfer window. So, uh, and then all of a sudden, I mean, my hopes were eventually to to go to Europe or even a big club in Mexico. That's what I wanted at the time. And then, like at the time, I wasn't thinking of MLS. Uh, but all of a sudden, I mean, Vancouver came to me. I remember, <laughs> I remember one day last the last day of the, the summer transfer window, they came knocking, like basically knocking on my door as they came to visit me and they wanted, they showed interest in me. And wow. I mean, they were excited to, to, to sign me. I'm like, at the time, I mean, my wife was about to have a baby and they wanted me to leave right away. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to rush things. Let's just take it easy. And maybe in the winter transfer, I mean, we can negotiate something yeah, I mean, something again, I mean, at the time I, I wasn't thinking of leaving. Well, I was, but like, it was kind of hard with, uh, with, with my wife being pregnant. She was about to give birth. So, uh, I mean, and then it happened. So on the off season, I got a call from my agent. My agent was speaking with Vancouver. Uh, again, the, I think Vancouver went to Mexico again to speak with him. And, uh, and then one day he called me, he's like, Hey, Cava, I mean, um, is a good opportunity to go to Vancouver. You tell me what you want to do, but I mean, they show a lot of interest uh, in you and they want to sign you and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be big, you know, and I'm like, I'll think about it uh, at the time. I mean, I was excited. <laughs> I, I, I was happy, you know, uh, it was it was hard for my for my family to cope with it at the time because we haven't lived in like a country where English country, you know, speaking English. It was always yeah. Spanish based. <laughs> so for my kids. They weren't really good with English, but you know, for me, it was it was good coming back to Canada because they got to be in a country where I lived, and you know, eventually they, they could be in school learning English first. So that part was excellent, and the football wise, I mean, uh, I accepted at the time, and you know, I'm happy with my my decision. I mean, Vancouver, beautiful city. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because of COVID, it couldn't like take advantage of, of, yeah. of home games, the fans, you know, it, it sucked, but eventually things will get better now. And Absolutely. Hopefully um, this year will be even better. Exactly. Right. I mean, unfortunately, you know, you're not technically at home, I guess this year yeah. um, in Vancouver, obviously uh, you're uh, in the States and we're going to touch upon that. Um, but how are the, uh, obviously you just came off the national team, uh, the two game world cup, 2022, uh, qualifier uh where you scored a hat trick in the second game against um cayman islands but how was the covid protocols with the mls and with uh the national team is it just something so crazy that you guys can't even believe you're doing right now 
No, no, I think I think everybody already adapted to the situation. Uh, I mean, they they help out a lot with the, the restrictions and stuff like that. They try to keep us safe. Players have to be responsible as well. So, I mean, everybody's just used to it already. Uh, and they have everything handled, organized. And I mean, I mean really, it's not it's no big deal now. It's just like now we've got to focus more on football and they'll take care of everything for you. So, uh, I mean, the, with the national team, at least we went to a hot country, a hot city in Florida. So, so it was nice. I mean, uh, you, uh, yeah, you played, uh, you had two games with the national team um, in Florida, of course, for the uh, upcoming 2022 FIFA World Cup qualifiers in Qatar, uh, which is obviously next November. Still, still weird to say in November that there's going to be a World Cup, but there is, um, unfortunately, what what happened uh, with with that giving of the World Cup. But anyways, you know, you, you scored a hat trick um, in the second qualifying game that was postponed one day, record-breaking uh, win for Team Canada for the national team, 11-0, to 11-0. Um, talk about, you know, the national team. Obviously, under 20, uh, you had three games, one goal at the under 20 championships in Guatemala. Then the under 23s, you had one goal in three caps as well. And with the national team now, 19 games played, 14 goals. I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty good stat line, Lucas. That's a pretty good, it's a pretty good stat line. But you know, obviously there was speculation at the beginning um that you know there was all kinds of reports on TSN or Sportsnet that you know you the decision of you joining Canada, maybe you were good and all that stuff. And of course, you cleared the air, of course. But how you know now time passing, how honored were you to are you to you know wear Team Canada, wear wear the jersey, wear the crest, and and try to you know make this make this country get to a big stage. Oh man, I, I love I love uh, representing my country. I love going on uh, going on international duty because I mean the 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 group we have there, the base is it's un- incredible. Like I love going to camps. <laughs> I mean the guys are all cool. We're all we all gel together. It's been like this basically almost the same team for the past few years. So I mean we have like a good relationship. Uh, the players' chemistry is getting better. I mean everything with John has been improving day by day. So. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for, for what we have to showcase. We still have a lot to prove. We haven't been tested yet, but I mean, those games will come and we'll be prepared for whatever. Um, everybody's on the same page and with the objective to, to eventually reach Qatar 2022. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's only a year and a half away and we still have a lot of games to play. And who knows, maybe this year I might be more with Team Canada than I will with the Whitecaps. So. I mean, I like it. I like it. I mean, the, the World Cup is the most important stage in, in in football, right? So we have to treat it. We have to treat it well and and get as much games and practice as we can. So how uh, how different though has it been over the years? Because I mean, Kava, you can say, I don't know, five plus years ago, you know, there there really wasn't no you know Jonathan Osorio on the scene and Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies, like you know. They, you had to work to that. You you had the young, the older guys kind of gradually uh, phasing out in the scene, like a Terry Dunfield and Jonathan and Bernier and Julian de Guzman. But now you have these young crop, a good core. John Herdman leaving the women's program, even though he did great there, in my opinion, coming to the men's program. And now you can see like there's, you know, I watched both games and you can see there's there's some energy, there's some vibe to it. Unfortunately, you know, Ozo couldn't be there and David couldn't be there, but now there's guys that, you know, 
can 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 move the ball, can 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 cross and can play like just almost the simple things that are coming, you know, gradually better for this national team. That let's be honest, right? I mean, I'm sure you're even your own your own players can say it hasn't been there, and 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 it's too bad because there is talent in Canada. Yes, is there talent like Argentina or or Italy or Uruguay? And of course, you know, in Germany, of course, maybe there's not, but it's it's the stepping stone to get there. How different has it been for you to see? Wow, look where maybe I came and I started. And the national team now, the crop that we have, we, you know, we have a legit chance if, if we put it together. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, in the past, I think uh, Canada, the mentality wasn't there. It was just like, okay, international duty, we're here to participate. I mean, yeah. that was a mentality before. That's why I had like a disappearance for a few, for a while. That's Absolutely. why like, I, I wasn't, in, like, I didn't agree with it. I mean, obviously I wanted to represent my country, but. I mean, if the mentality was just, you know, it was like, not, like number one wasn't to win. It was just, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, every time there's a camp, I'm excited. I'm getting prepared with the white caps. I'm, I'm training my, my butt off, you know, I'm trying to be ready because the boys there and they're all playing in Europe. They're all playing in big clubs and they're playing well and they're, they're, they're being noticed. They're, they're stars and wherever they are, champions, Bonzo. I mean, it's huge. It's huge for, for him. It's huge for for us. And, you know, I try to be at the same level as them as well. Uh, so that's why I'm always preparing myself the, for the national team. And because I know the talent is huge now and we got to take advantage of it because this generation, I mean, who knows when the next generation will hit, but this is the generation that we have to take advantage of. And I mean, the mentality now is, is to win to win a gold cup, to qualify for a world cup, to not only qualify for a world cup, but also to do well in the world cup. I mean, we take it day by day, but I mean, that's the mentality we have now. And the boys are all plugged, plugged in, you know, uh, it's different. And, and, and I like it. I like where we're going and I like, I'm excited. I'm excited what the future has for us. And I'm sure the fans are as well. Uh, and there's still a lot more to come. If Canada makes the World Cup in 2022, Kava, or even in uh, 2026 when it's the United bid with USA and Mexico, how crazy for you would it be if Canada is placed in a group with Argentina or Italy, which you're half and half, or Uruguay, where you played so long uh, in club football? That'd be, I know that'd be pretty crazy for you. Be like, man, I used to cheer for you guys, but now I got to win. <laughs> no, that'd be huge. Yeah, we got to take it day by day. Uh, Absolutely. First half is 2022, and then first off, I mean, we want to qualify for a World Cup. We don't want to be just because we're the host, we're in the World Cup. We, like that's not what we're thinking now. We're thinking of getting to 2022 on our own, and then we talk about 2026. But first step, 2022. Step by step, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. See back here, <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm jumping the gun, man. I'm jumping the gun. I want you guys there. I want you guys there. <laughs> um, moving on with you know with scoring your first international goal, right? It's all, it's always something special. I know when you came to BMO field with Canada um, in, uh, in Toronto, of course, scoring your first goal there was big. I had some, some friends there. I mean, you, you probably know them, of course, you know, like uh, I know Andrew Bustamante was there and, uh, and uh, he's my, you know, close, close friend Matthew Caguana and shout out to them and Nico, it's Nico P and Toronto Latinos. They were all, they're all there supporting you. Um, and shout out to all of them. I know big, big brand uh, over there growing with Carlos uh, leading the way. But for you, how special is it to come, you know, to Toronto? And how special was it to score your first goal, but your first goal in, in Toronto, in 
in the city where you grew up, essentially. Uh, first off, shout outs to, to Toronto Latino, to all the Latino gang, the Latino community. I mean, you guys, uh, you have all my support, all my respect. I mean, just as much as you guys support us, we support you, me and also, and whoever other Latinos who are, are about to come, but we'll see. <laughs> so full respects to them. Um, yeah, I mean, Toronto for me is home. Toronto is, is, is Toronto, you know? The six. The six. <laughs> it's for me, it's fun. well, like I remember when eventually they told us that yeah, that our home game's gonna be in Toronto. I was like, oh, I was stoked. I was like, oh, sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill up that stadium. With <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to score in front of in your hometown, in front of your your family, in front of your friends. I mean, for me, it was, it was something huge. I think. Oh, was it the penalty shot I scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do a goal like that, I mean, I had to put on a show for the boys. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked, right? Absolutely. No, I I, and I had to, you know, had to touch upon it because it's special, right? I mean, family's there, friends are there. Uh, It's you know, it's it's something special, no matter where you are, right? You're representing your national team, no matter what game it is. If it's there, you know, you put on a show, and then the little. Little Panenka, beautiful, beautiful, and, and, and put it in, right? Uh, so that's why I had to, to ask, had to touch upon it. But is it always special to, yeah, okay, you're going to score, you know, you're a striker, I, I you know, it's kind of, it's your job. But is it special to, what's the difference of scoring for a club team, even let's just say if it's the MLS Cup final or, you know, the national team? Is, is there a big difference? Or a goal's a goal? <laughs> for me, as a striker, a goal is celebrated the same way as, as any other goal. Uh, as a striker, I mean, we're, we're made to score goals. So, I mean, we're used to it. But, I mean, at a big, bigger stage, goals, like winning goals are, are even bigger, especially especially the goal for the against the U.S. I mean, for me, oh, yeah. that, was, that was for me today, one of the best goals I ever scored. I mean, I scored nicer goals, but just yeah. the moment of that goal. You know what I mean? The situation. So, for me, that was one of the biggest goals I have right now. Absolutely. Coming, um, coming to Vancouver, Cava, you know, as a, as a DP, as a designated player, right. From, from Puebla, from Mexico, um, there, there's, there could be expectations, you know, as a media guy, of course. And I know you've probably been asked the question, like it, it, you have, you have more, more stress, you know, more, more higher expectation that, Oh, now, you know, Lucas Cavallini is, is a designated player coming back, you know, come to the MLS. Does that weigh on you a little bit or no, you know, you know who you are. I got to do my job. And, you know, if I do it, great. If I don't, you know, I know I can improve. But are the expectations kind of like weighing on the shoulders a little bit or not really? I mean, for the age, I, for, for how old I am, for the experience I have, for, for playing. I mean, pressure, I don't feel pressure. I mean, I played in Europe, but I played in the two top clubs. I mean, that's pressure. Yeah. I mean, that's where you feel the pressure. But, I mean, I was younger at the time, but then times goes by and, I mean, yeah, if I miss chance, I miss goals. I mean, I don't care what the critiques are. I just, I'm hard on myself, by myself. Like, like, all right, next time, you know, all the next day in practice, I'll be shooting on the net for an hour, you know, till I get it right. I mean, I'm hard on myself already. So like pressure, I don't feel weight on my shoulders. I don't feel nothing like that because I'm doing what I love to do. You know, this is what I always wanted to do as a kid. So uh, I don't. I mean, pressure, I feel that's, that's different, you know. Um, 
let's say, I don't know, our fathers, for example, my, my, my dad, my, my, my father-in-law, who, who had to wake up at five in the morning in order to have food on the table, you know, for us, yeah. I mean, that, that's pressure. But for me, doing something you, you love, this is, this is something special, you know. Absolutely. I, could, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, obviously, Vancouver's not playing in the city uh, this season. They're playing at Rio. You guys are playing at Rio Tinto Stadium um, in Sandy, Utah for, for the MLS campaign. How different is, is, is that going to be for you, for the team um, overall? Because you're not at home, right? You don't have those fans. Um, I don't know if Sandy, Utah is going to even let fans in. And if so, how many fans are going to be there for Vancouver, right? Um, pro- probably not a lot. It's like the Raptors in Florida. It, it, it's do you see all Miami, Miami Heat jerseys over there, right? So how different is it going to be though for you guys, or, or is it just you're at a, you're at a, you're at a pitch, get the ball and play football? Uh, obviously, I mean from from last year for without being without uh, having our fans at the stadium. I mean we're, we're used to it already, I guess. Uh, I mean this time we're allowed to have fans. We can have our families since our families are with us. So, I mean, as long as my family's in the stands, as long as my kids are watching me, I don't care, you know. Perfect. But, you know, it's been a while since they see me play, especially in a stadium. So, for, for me, it's special. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's different, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we just have to – I mean, the club has taken care of any, everything for us, and, and we appreciate it. So – I mean, we just have to focus on football, which is which is what we do. So uh, that's the idea, just to focus on what, what we what we have to do. What are the uh, I don't know around around camp around around the team the the buzz around the team, but obviously I read a little bit. But what's what's the buzz around around the squad this year? As much as you can say, uh, Lucas, April eighteenth, you're starting off with Portland. Then April twenty fourth, you're playing your uh, your bestie in Ozo with TFC on April twenty fourth. But uh, what's the buzz around around camp? Is it you know let's 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 we're not at home, but let, let's give this a run. Team has gotten better, developed. What's what's going on? Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, we got a few signings in, which is good. Uh, key players, important players, which is going to play a huge role for us. Uh, probably going to help me see the ball more, which is which is good. I mean that's what everybody wants. So so yeah, we'll see. I mean. I haven't seen them yet <laughs> just because of COVID and restriction. They haven't been able to train with us in Canada. So we'll I'll eventually see them here, hopefully next week. So, uh, I mean, we have to adapt as quick as possible. The 18th is right around the corner and we have little preparation, but, you know, we have to make it work as fast as we can. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will. Um, final, final question, Lucas, uh, in a way, you know, with, with the Whitecaps now after, you know, coming, Coming uh, last year, I guess, 2020, do you feel like, you know, this could be, even though I know you probably want to try Mexico or overseas maybe a little bit, but do you feel like, you know, the Whitecaps can be a home for a couple, a couple of years and a couple of seasons to, you know, pump in the goals and, 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 and get, get into the full form that you want to get into? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, owe, I owe a good season this year. Um, I owe that to, to myself to my family, I mean, to the fans as well, to the club. Last year wasn't a good season for me. Uh, I'm not going to put uh, excuses, but yeah, lots of things happened. But, you know, this year I'm, I'm ready. I'm focused. Uh, I just came from a good camp with the national team. I feel good. 
I feel eager to score a lot of goals this season and play a different role than I'm used to playing. So um, things will only get better for me, I believe. So do you? Yeah, absolutely, and it will. Do you have a, a a set a set goal? I know strikers are they're like almost goalies, kind of. They're crazy goalies. Are like, okay, I'm not letting nothing in. I have a weird, unorthodox style. I mean, I played youth rep here. I played League One Ontario here as a goalie for years and years. But for you, do you have like, okay, I don't care what's going on. I'm scoring like 15 goals this season. Do you, do you always put that like that little um, mark at the beginning of the campaign and say, I want to hit this mark this year? Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, as a striker, you learn in the future that if you try to set goals, I mean, you're always over anxious to get them, and that's when things start to go wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Start to get impatient, and that's what you don't want. So, good. I mean, I take it game by game. Uh, I try to build the confidence I need in order to get, yeah, to eventually that objective. But at the at the moment, I mean, you don't think about that. You just try to do your best and try to contribute as, as best you can. So the goals will eventually come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, uh, Lucas, uh, I was, I know you're busy. I know, you know, you're doing some living situations, of course, now uh, where you are with the white caps and you just came off the national team uh, world cup qualifiers, obviously with Vancouver training, you know, uh, there. So I do appreciate you coming on. It means a lot uh, to me. Um, I know everyone will love the shout outs that you gave. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure there, but listen, man, uh, you know, you're, you're still only, you're still, you're young, man. You're only 28. So just keep on, keep on rolling, keep on going. Um, I know you will, you've made a good name for yourself. Now you just gotta keep on pumping the goals. And even though I'm a TFC fan, I still want to see you do well. So, uh, I'm going to be cheering for yourself when you guys play TFC on the, uh, 24th, but I appreciate you coming on. It really means a lot. All right. I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Uh, I mean, I had fun. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone who's, who supports us. And maybe I missed a couple of names, but I mean, everybody in general. So, you know, thank you. Thank you. Today, this year is going to be, it's going to be really good. And, and we need you, your support. And, and hopefully, I mean, our home games with Canada, you know, we, there's fans allowed. So, so hopefully we see you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, and I appreciate it. Like I said, coming up in the, in the broadcasting industry, starting my own sports talk show and podcast, but to have a guy like yourself come on and be willing to do so goes a long way in my books. And uh, you didn't have to, but you did. So once again, Kav, I, I appreciate it. Next time I'll get a Sawyer on the show as well. Yeah, I, I was going to text that to you. No, <laughs> I, 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 that would be awesome. I appreciate that, Lucas. Listen, everybody, this was episode number 37 already. I can't believe it. And footy edition number three of Mamma Mia. This is Fire Talk. I had the pleasure and honor of joining me here, Lucas Cavallini, Canada men's national soccer team and Vancouver Whitecaps in the MLS striker. And the season is approaching. So guys, check the Whitecaps out because they're looking to cause some damage in the MLS this year. Mamma Mia, this is Fire Talk. Merchandise is released. Watch on YouTube. Listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow on all social media platforms. We even have a TikTok because why not? Follow us there. Appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Stay safe out there. And mamma mia. Lopez, Lopez turns it over, and now Cavallini with it. Cavallini finds Baker, Albanese comes out, Baker gets to it first, around the keeper, and in the back of the net. Blows the whistle, the captain Dylan Carrero for Woodbridge. A penalty kick, steps up, and takes it neatly so, with a great, brilliant penalty kick strike into the corner. The ref blows the whistle, Whiteman 
steps forward, looking, and right down the middle with the strike there and the penalty kick in the 19th minute. Anything coming, now a chance for Jason Mills. He comes in, the shot on goal, off the woodwork again, the rebound comes out, the Mills again, shot scores! Oh my word, number 11 with the finish, and that's Brandon Mills. Oakville looking to play long instead of building up. It's going to favor them off the second ball. A chance for the Blue Devils. Can they get anything on goal? Goes back outside looking for the offside call. It's not. Now cross back in. Back door. It's a goal. And the Blue Devils are on the door first. Push back with good defensive play from North Mississauga. And they steal it. And now look at the counter. Can the Panthers go? It's 4v4. Good pace. Botello plays on the far side. They stay on side. North Miss an opportunity. They come on the break with a shot. In the back of the net it goes. And North Miss have one back. Continues with a North Mississauga free kick in midfield. An opportunity here. Shot comes in in the back of the net. It goes. Oh my word. What a strike. Now back kicked up in the air. One with the header. Placed down. McNamara has the opportunity. And in the back of the net. It goes. Corner kicking off for Oakville. It's a dangerous one. And in the back of the net again. And it's McNamara. That was Mamma Mia. This is Fire Talk Footy Edition with Nicholas Fiore. Thank you for watching and listening and stay tuned for the next episode.